Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And a warm welcome to Wellness with Liz Earle. And I so hope you are enjoying the series. And today I'm continuing our journey with interesting and dynamic well-being warriors working in the feel-good food space. So who better to welcome than Melissa Hemsley, one half of the famed Hemsley sisters whose food business, Hemsley & Hemsley, has contributed so much to good, modern, healthy home cooking. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you, Liz. Have I said your surname correctly? Yes, I was just looking at you in awe. That was a very long <laughs> sentence and you said everything perfectly and smoothly and not a single fumble on the name. So that's oh good. gosh, yeah, well that might come later. <laughs> Tell me, I want to know really going right back into the beginning, did you grow up with, you know, the not like the silver spoon in the mouth, but with the kind of the saucepan in the hand because you no. just seem to have been cooking forever? Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I, Jazz and I were both brought up on lots and lots of home-cooked food. I mean, I would probably say it was 99% home-cooked food. My mum's line was, why would we go out when we can do better at home and cheaper? And um, she, my mum and dad both worked really, really hard all the time, it felt like. And she was very much of, when we get home, we'll put everything from the fridge into a pot and she would call it Sunday soups. So instead of Sunday roast, we'd have Sunday soup, which got a bit annoying after a while because I just wanted to roast. But now I actually do the same thing and I make a big Sunday soup. Um, but she also, she, she's, she's from the Philippines, so there was always so much flavour in the food. So even when it was a leftover or a very simple soup, there was so much. And she always used to say, you know, onions, garlic and ginger, you can make anything taste wow, good. those three things. Those three things, mm. which you can just happily sit on the side, can't they, on the counter. Mm, that's a great mantra. Yeah. And I joke and call them the holy trinity of flavours, but she's Catholic, <laughs> so she doesn't like okay, me saying that. Right. So sorry, I won't say that. But no, so she was always cooking. If she wasn't cooking and wasn't around, there was something to reheat from the fridge. Mm. If she wasn't cooking, she was having my aunties. And anyone that was Filipino was an auntie, whether they were related or not. And they would come around and pray with my mum or do sort of community work. And mm. everybody would come with a dish and everyone would come with Tupperware and packaging so that they could all take food home. So there was always this lovely to and fro of people coming Big pans. I mean, I don't have a small pan. In my, I didn't grow up with small pans. Everything was a big pan. And it was like, if you're going to cook, just make tons, put it in the freezer. Mm. So as the baby of the family, I was just, you know, one of the kids has got to lay the table. One of the kids has got to be useless. That was me. And so I left home at 18, started working. I didn't know how to cook a thing and really struggled. And I'd start calling up Jazz, start calling up mum and say, teach me how to make it. But I was obsessed with food mm. I was a really greedy child um and loved to eat and you know 
even now I'm that person. I'm, I, I don't know if you're the same way. I think about, like I'm already imagining, I know exactly what I'm gonna have on Easter Sunday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I love like creating menus with mates. You know, as soon as we settle on a date, we say, what are we gonna make? I think that's fantastic. One of the great things, that, one of my favorite features actually in my magazine is the feast. Yes. Because there is always, because we're seasonal, so there is yes. always a feast. So there's, you know, we're, we're recording this around the time of Easter. So there is that Easter feast to anticipate or it's Christmas or it's Valentine's Day or Mothering Sunday or, you know, a huge summer barbecue or picnic with friends. And I think food is made for sharing, isn't it? And enjoying it as is. well as just for sustenance. And I love that you say the word feast because people th hear feast and they think you mean fancy, um, like that you've slaved over the stove. But actually, I love to look forward to a feast, um, one, to bring people together. It's an excuse, isn't it? Like, we're, we're so, we, you, we were just laughing. and uh, I was just laughing with Lillian saying, you know, I was catching up on my WhatsApps. I'm like, I don't want to do WhatsApps. I want to call people. I want to yes. see people face to face. Mm. And so I always think if you're going to get together with your mates, do that. Cook big. Let everyone take something home. And then you'd have to cook that night. Mm. You'd have to cook the next day. Every, it's a win-win situation. And tonight I'm going to go back to my mum. She's staying over at mine. And we're going to eat a squash curry that I made, you know, four days ago, of which my friend who lives in Leicester has got some portions that she drove home with. So, you know, the, my, my, that one pot of food is getting, you know, yeah. spreading the love to so many people I like. Didn't cost me very much. Um, and... Do you find it tastes better, actually, something like that, yes. with the flavours infusing? I think we're yes. so used to cooking and eating and, and getting worried and panicked about all oh, use-by dates and you've got to eat this up quickly. But actually, so many things are infusing. And I, mean, I write a lot about gut health. Yes. And actually, things that ferment often taste better weeks after you've made them. Well, funny you should say that because, yeah, we're, we're, we, love, we love the fermented stuff as much as you. Um, we actually um, grew up in Kingston and there's... Um, a place nearby called New Malden, which is like Little Korea. And, you know, we were putting kimchi on everything from, from day dot when we were kids. Um, but I think lo loads of food tastes better the next day, two days mm, after. Your bolognese, the broths, the soups. Mm. But what I also love to do is I do love some freshness. So I'll always, you know, at the moment, I've always got some watercress in the fridge because it's my favourite green. And I'll put that on top. So I'll reheat something and then the watercress will just go on at the top. So it will still be a bit crunchy, but then it starts crispy. It starts wilting in. Mm. Or maybe there's some herbs to go on at the top. Um, I love that idea. And then you get the, the, the freshness. Yes. And watercress is such a superfood. Well, and it's so delicious. Well, I, I don't use that word very often. No. As people you know, listening regularly will know. But actually it is true. It is genuinely packed with the most amazing properties for well-being I, I can't remember I might be slightly misquoting but I think I read that the the Romans used to to munch on it before going into battle I or something and I can likely. imagine yeah and it's, it's it's really definitely stood the test of time interesting you were talking about kimchi which for anybody that doesn't know it is this sort of fermented pickle that's mm. come from from the far east and you can eat it with just about everything yeah. can't you and it's very good for your microbiome and for your beneficial bacteria and I think one of the things that you are known for really is is being a leader and a pioneer of so many things you, you brought us the spiralizer or you you know you re-brought us the spiralizer from perhaps a few decades ago but made it modern and and on trend and interesting for people and the same with bone broth which mm. is not a new thing mm. and yet you've managed to bring it front of mind somehow well the spiralize is an interesting one because it's based on a japanese mandolin isn't it so we didn't as you said we didn't come up with a spiralizer but it exists it it existed 
But what was funny is a lot of people thought, oh, don't try and tell us to get something else that we don't need. And as somebody who I've just told you grew up with a family that said, never spend money unless you know, you're absolutely desperate to, I, we never wanted to recommend anything that didn't bring huge value. And even when we write books, I'm sure you're the same. Um, because we care so much about our books is I want them and I know you're, you you feel the same because I've, I've seen you talk about your books and I've read them as and even the magazines there is so much bang for your buck in the magazines you know every one of yours I save and read it like a book oh, and pass you. on and I take pictures <laughs> because you never want to give anything unless someone goes that was money well spent yeah. that would be my worst for sure. feeling for sure so with the spiralizer what I like about the spiralizer is if you cannot cook and if you cannot chop or you can chop we can all chop but are so slow mm. which most of us are then the spiralizer does all the work for you yeah. so it's in many ways it's it's great because um it can get you spiralizing courgettes which you can mix in with your spaghetti and feed your kids mm, which spaghetti. i do and my children yeah. absolutely love it. it's a great way to get greens it's a really great way people. and i say i always say that kids but actually it's grown-ups as well yeah, yeah. guys as well guys mm, and it's very it's, it's like veg phobic yeah or or um someone that's like you know what i just don't fancy chomping through veg mm. spiralizing them and then putting the courgettes through the hot sauce can be just an easier way to digest them or in the spiralizing evening spiralizing carrots spiralizing carrots delicious in a salad or that's the other great thing so i also love a slaw and i think a slaw is great because unlike any other salad it can be delicious the next day because it still holds some texture mm. And instead of having to chop a cabbage, you can just process the whole thing through the spiralizer. You can put a carrot through the spiralizer as mm -hmm. well. Um, and you can put a pepper through it. And then before you know, and some onion, you've just, you don't have to chop. No, you made so it's the fantastic. whole thing. And then broth as well. As you say, broth's been around for, broth's got to be the first recipe, essentially. The first thing ever cooked. Um, and... I find it so incredibly delicious. My mum actually had a fall earlier on this week. Oh, and no, um, sorry. she's completely, she's recovering well. Mm. But the first time in my life, she is letting me fuss over her. So we've been having so many soups with lots of broth, lots of ginger tea, um, lots and lots of um, delicious, delicious food. And we're really spending time to chew. Mm. And I know you're the same yes, as well. Yes. So it's, it's sitting. How many times chewing. do you chew before you swallow? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> I, I think the best thing is to not think about the number of times, but actually to just think about, is it, are you, to, to kind of get to the point where you know when it's ready. Mm. So I think the, the tips I've heard are, you know, chew until you kind of can't tell what it is anymore. That's right. a good one. Yeah. Um, and I sort of think if, I sometimes feel like if you tell people how many times to chew, they sort of get fed up with it before they've even begun. Mm, too prescriptive. Um, too prescriptive. So I think we can never be perfect cheers. I'm, I'm often guilty. <laughs> I, I, I really try not to read an email or when I'm, or watch anything too exciting yes. if I eat. So I try as much as possible not to watch TV when I eat. But sometimes, you know, you've got to watch TV or you're just so fed up with the day, you just want to watch something mindless. Um, or I'm chatting and I get so excited and I'm drinking a bit of wine, I'm chewing, I'm inhaling. Mm -hmm. um, but when you when you're mindful to chew, I think mm. that's the most important thing. There's never a perfect chew. Yeah, I mean mindfulness <laughs> is is such a a buzzword at the moment, and it does seem to have a real place in eating, doesn't it? That we mm. can be mindful. I think we can be mindful while we're preparing food. Yeah, 
and mindful of our ingredients and, and careful. And then when we're eating, have that kind of contemplation that goes with enjoying flavours and yes. textures yeah. and just having a bit of time out to switch off. And I'm yeah. as guilty as the next person of scrolling through my Instagram feed or reading my emails while I'm eating. And we should just take those few minutes, shouldn't we, just to enjoy and savour that yeah. moment of nourishment. In, in a non-holier-than-thou way. And I think mm. that we are so... Um, we're so we've become really needy for entertainment so we're constantly wanting to be entertained um i find myself when i'm not careful um just you know there was a break in the rain today so i was like i quickly get my dog out into the park before i get over here because i knew it was going to be too dark by the time i got back and rather than enjoying my dog i, I just started getting my phone out i started trying to do emails while i was walking yes. i thought why can't i just enjoy 20 yeah. minutes run around with my dog, put my, you know, look up at the sun. Yeah, look um, up rather than look down. Yeah, look up mm. rather than look down. Really enjoy, chat to my dog. You know, my poor dog's been in all day because it's been raining. And I was, I just found myself going, oh, I could squeeze out an email. Yes. I could squeeze in a call. Yeah. I could squeeze in a scroll. And it's that constant squeeze. I know, you're laughing because <laughs> you in a scroll. It's squeezing like, oh, that's scroll. my life. <laughs> yeah. And why do we do it to ourselves? So I think it isn't, I think mindfulness, I think it's got, it can get a bad rap. It's like healthy eating, healthy eating mindfulness. It can be very eye rolling to some some people when it feels a bit too difficult. It feels a bit too goody two shoes. Mm. But actually, I feel the word mindful comes into play when you when people what over obsess about what food to eat or when to eat or what time to eat or it it like anything it can be taken too extreme. So um, you know, chew chew till you feel good. And why? And the most mm. important thing is why chew. Well, because actually, if you have a lot of digestive issues or you feel terrible after a certain meal, if you chew, you can kind of get to know what food suits you better. If you chew, you can actually help yourself start to digest things better. Mm, Pre-digesting. Um, yeah. And also, if you really struggle with um, never feeling satisfied by your food, chewing can really help. Mm. And also, if you... I try and not eat when I'm stressed. Do you find this? If I eat when I'm stressed, it just sits in me. Uh, yeah. And I feel a bit sick afterwards. It, it can be a bit of a crutch. And I think also that whole thing about slowing down when we eat, because I have read that it takes 20 minutes for the brain to yeah. register from the digestive system that actually we're full. Yeah. So if we are rushing too much, we're not giving time for that signal to go back to the brain to say, actually, do you know what? You can stop now. Yeah. So we do tend to overeat if we're yeah. eating too quickly. And actually, remember I said I was a, I was a greedy child. Um, I used to really enjoy eating and then lying and, and like vegging out. And it used to be my sort of my sort of happy place. Um, you know that feeling on Christmas Day? Yes, I used to really enjoy doing well. that all the time. <laughs> and um, and as I got a bit older, I really realised that I was missing out on some of the enjoyment of food because some of it is you want to enjoy a meal and then go out mm. and do stuff. Sometimes, of course, you want to go, you're on holiday, you want a massive lunch and then you snooze and you siesta and you read and you paddle on a lilo in the pool. But quite a lot of the time, we do need to eat to then get up and yes, tackle life. Yeah. Um, so that the chewing really helps me. So I think if anyone really struggles with feeling lethargic after a meal, the chewing can so mm. come into place. Um, but actually, you're making making me scroll back, as it were, to my early days as a child. And I um, I used to really associate abundance of food, you know, the feast with um, 
treating myself like oh I'll have a big portion of this or I'll really treat myself and actually as you start to prepare food and you become more and more in tune with how your body feels and what quantity of things feel right and what foods sit better in your body and what foods suit you because we're all different um you really I really enjoy food more and more as I get to know it more Mm. um and I'm not an expert I'm not a nutritionist I'm not a chef but I do know what makes me feel good so that's why I always encourage people to you know don't eat don't eat kale if you know that it doesn't suit you don't eat it yeah or give it some extra chewing time and that might help Mm. um but um when people say oh I don't eat I'm not I'm not a healthy eater because I don't eat kale or I could never love a lentil they just don't suit me then maybe they're not the foods for you there's so many other foods other things yeah interesting you say you know you're not a chef or nutritionist and yet you were really catapulted to the forefront of of the whole rise of the interest in healthy eating and the rise of Instagram and you look so lovely and so colorful that obviously you're a very visual person did you how was it for you getting caught up in the kind of clean eating how did that affect you? Was it a positive? Was it a negative? What was your experience through that? Well, interesting one. Um, you know, when Jasmine and I started cooking for other people, mm. and that's such a long story, but when we did it, we were doing it, for, you know, two years uh, before we even had a name. We eventually came up with Hemsley and Hemsley, but we didn't have a name and we were cooking six days a week and we were loving it. And it was the best hands-on experience, you know, starting very early, going to the market, grabbing ingredients, coming up with recipes, feeding people, getting... And who were you feeding? Um, All sorts of people, but it started with a band. It started with one person who was in a band who was about to go on tour. And he was like, I want to feel energy from my food. And so then we started cooking for the rest of the band. Then we started cooking for their wives and girlfriends and their mothers and their, their dads and then their kids. And everybody got on board and everyone started to say oh do you know what I never thought I'd like cauliflower or I used to be a bad sleeper and actually you know I'm not even joking I'm actually realizing that I'm sleeping better and all of these things that were no no promises given but it was the 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 outcome that comes from spending a bit more time looking after yourself eating better food um prioritizing those things over other things um so that's how we started and then um this was before instagram i think face no twitter existed facebook was very much a personal page that you had and we started a blog and nobody read it of course because how do you get people to go onto your blog um but our friends and family had said put a blog up and put your recipes and then we said we've got to team up with someone we managed to get in with vogue they said give us a recipe let's see how it goes and it just so modest managed to get in with no it really was it was it was a it was a knocking on doors until you could find anyone and they said nicola moulton who was a beauty editor i know nicola do you know nicola yeah Yeah, of course you must know nicola isn't she amazing yeah so she said you're completely right you know food this comes under my section beauty Mm. well-being food needs to be spoken about i don't have no one's asked me give recipes before why don't you give me a recipe let's see how it goes let's put it online and we can see within the first day do people want more yeah. and of course they did yeah. because we said we're not chefs nutritionists what we can do is come up with simple recipes that you can make tonight you can pick mm. up the ingredients on your way home and make them um, and she said people love it so we did that for ages um, I think we did that for four years and pretty soon in people someone asked us for a book deal which we turned down because we weren't ready and then eventually we did a book about a year later and then going back to your question you were saying how did getting caught up in the negative side or the, some criticism affect us well the great thing was is that we could turn to people and say 
but that's not us and actually mm. if you open our books if you try our recipes you'll see that um far from being restrictive and um about weight loss and calorie counting you'll see that we actually actively say we're not weight loss we're not dieting we're not calorie counting um i remember talking to jazz when she was here about yes. that and saying she was making the point that so many people assume that she's a vegan and she oh, has yeah. to point out, actually, um, we, we write about bone broth. Yeah. So there's a kind of a clue in, in the title that, you know, the bones are like the, you know, boiling the bones yeah. and, and getting the collagen from, from bones to help the digestive tract. And But I think people can build up a funny picture in their minds, can't they, about who you really are, which yeah. is not the reality. And even now, um, going on my book tour, you know, I'm halfway through my book tour at the moment. I'll I'll turn up somewhere and they'll very sweetly put on some food before we we go on stage or some food after and they're like I've got you the vegetarian option or you don't eat meat do you and I'm thinking but you've, you yes. you've, you're publishing my book not pub, not sorry not yes. my publisher sorry yeah, publisher but... but you're selling my book and yeah. um it's it's it, it can be very easy for you must find this too somebody will write something on one social channel or one piece and then people will pick up on it and they'll assume that's the truth and they'll assume that you are one thing when you're not so all you can really do is be good at what you're doing and carry on being um d doing what you're doing and actually i have found quite a lot of people over the years um say journalists or other chefs or or lots of people really turn to me and say um oh gosh you're actually quite normal or <laughs> oh your food's actually quite delicious or yes, um actually I think I, I'd be really into what you're saying or mm. um, because, and I hear that, I actually hear that more often than I'd, I'd wish. Um, but what I love about your new book is Eat Happy. Yeah. Is it, it does bring you that, that real joy. And I, you know, I hope anybody listening to this will perhaps have a look at, um, at our Instagram feed online and, and see you know, your beautiful beaming smile. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen you without your smile. So it's like your big trademark. And food should make us happy. And are there any particular hints and tips in the book that you pass on about how to, to feel happier through what we eat? Yes. Well, there are many ways that we can feel happier through our food. So um, you mentioned it before. I know you like the term feel good. Now, it there are so many different... Um, there's something for everyone, basically, in, in food. You know, we said before, you don't have to eat certain things to feel good. You don't have to eat certain things to be healthy. And I'm using my fingers with the word healthy. Um, it is actually about identifying the recipes that you want to make. Um, you said before, it's about the preparation. And actually, go, go even further back. It's about the deciding, what meal do I want tonight? Or what shall I feed my family this Easter? Um, or, oh, do you know what? I need to make a birthday cake. Why don't I make something that will look delicious, I'll enjoy making, will taste delicious, and actually will feel good afterwards and not mm. go, oh, we just had a massive slice of cake. Oh, 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 oh dear. dear. I feel or, so guilty. I feel so guilty. Yeah, None of rush. that. We don't need mm. to feel any of that. So I wanted recipes that made people smile. So I thought about what recipes do people love? Quite often it's the comfort food recipes and comfort food doesn't need to be a bad word. It can be comforting and energizing at the same time. It can be comforting and cheerful making at the same time. Um, takeaways, we all love takeaways, um, especially with lots of bank holidays coming up. It's, it, we you, say, you created a term, fake away. Oh, I didn't create it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it used, yeah, I like yeah. that. So, so you can sort of have a, 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 a takeaway from a exactly. high street, you have a fake away Exactly. So. <laughs> What and, are your favourite fakeaways? What are my favourite? <laughs> See, I'm getting confused. Fakeaway. What are my favourite fakeaways? Um, 
mine are well i've never been to thailand but i'm obsessed with thai food so i love pad thai i love um pad siu i'm probably pronouncing it all wrong i love a veg curry a thai green veg curry um so i would say thai has got to come up tops um would you I make love... them with a slightly healthier twist with exactly. a bit more of a well-being well a lot of people might say oh you'll probably use um, half fat coconut milk and I'm like no absolutely not I'm no. all about and I know you are too the fat mm. the whole ingredient so for me a Thai, uh, my version of a Thai takeaway how would I adapt it I'd get loads more vegetables in I would not use sugar sugar I would look for some alternatives so I might use um, uh, first of all I'd probably use some coconut oil which has got some natural sweetness or coconut yes. milk then I might add some really good quality maple syrup but you only need a tiny bit I would add lots of freshness, so fresh lime juice or lemon juice, tons of herbs. It's so easy now to get um, Asian herbs, Thai basil, Thai mint. And also, um, they're so cheap. If you go to your, a, a local newsagent or, I mean, I've just moved to East London. And so I feel so fortunate to be able to get huge, like bouquets of herbs for 99p, which is fantastic. Wow. Um, I like to use soba noodles in my um, noodles. Are they buckwheat or are the they buckwheat rice? Noodles, buckwheat noodles, yeah. yeah very um, nice. Or, yeah, you can start spiralising vegetables into yeah. them as well. Sure. And then I try and serve up less meat. So mm. um, I try and spend my money, prioritise better quality meat and eat less meat. And I think that the best way to cut down on meat is by just upping the vegetables. And if you if you make the vegetables if you, you increase the quantity and make it heartier through the vegetables, you'll inevitably need less meat and then you really enjoy that meat. Mm. Um, no, I think you're absolutely right. Well, I mean, you're talking to a, a grass-fed organic farmer. So, you know, I, I very much believe that, 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 that we should be eating much less meat, but, but better quality. Mm. So spending your, your same household budget is the same. Yeah. Um, but actually it's, it's spread over different types of things. So yeah. the more we can do to help bring really tasty, nutritious recipes. Mm. And you'd have been proud of me actually this weekend. What did you do? Well, we, we, my children wanted a takeaway. So we've got a very good local curry house, which is excellent. And uh, Lily's sitting in the background. She's nodding. nodding I think we're all getting <laughs> hungry. I think all of our tummies are rumbling, aren't they? <laughs> so so I, I chose the sort of slightly healthier, less saucy option. So I had a dry chicken korma and I know they use really good quality chicken and some lamb and some lentil dal and some sagaloo and things but then before they came back from the curry house I'd cooked some short grain brown rice so that has that lovely sort of nuttiness to it and it really fills you up I had my kimchi and my sauerkraut in the Ooh, fridge so I put those on the side and some homemade mango chutney oh, and then just a big pot of plain live yogurt Yum. So, you know, I added all those extra things in yeah. and then still had all the deliciousness and a few poppadoms, obviously, along the way. Yeah. But I think by doing that, you can bring in all these healthier bits. Yeah. And that's actually a great idea because, you know, why do we go for a takeaway? Because one, it can be a real event, especially mm. if you're the main cook in the house. It's nice for you to have a night off. But you're right. You can add things to your takeaway. So, you know, if someone if someone struggles to get a takeaway like yours that had lots of vegetable options, you could put Just something extra that. on the side. Totally. So then 90% yeah. of your job's done, but you can add those more mm. vegetables yeah. in. Yeah, my, my, um, my children love cucumber, so I just did a load of fresh chopped cucumber on the side lovely. again that gives it that freshness that you often don't get when you you know buy something from so nice and, and, and really all you're doing is a bit of chopping while while you're waiting for the takeaway yeah, anyway. while somebody else goes and, and it's actually 
up. Exactly. It's quite good actually to keep yourself busy, isn't it? Otherwise you just sit there counting down the minutes till your takeaway yeah, arrives. Thinking, where's the bag of crisps? <laughs> now I'm talking about minutes. Everything that is in your new book is under 30 minutes. Is that That's right? It. So it's yeah. really fast. It's really fast. How, how do you manage to do that? Oh, well, I, it was robust testing. Um, I had a whole team of amazing recipe testers. So my, and they're, they're my friends. So friends, family, they would get it on maybe test three, recipe test three. Mm -hmm. So I would make everything for dinner. So every recipe that's in the book would have been my dinner at one point. Excellent. Then if I, if it, then it would have probably been tested with somebody else, um, um, intricately done, you know, step yes. by step and timed. Then the third time, it would probably go out to a friend. So one of my friends has got a four-year-old kid. One of them's got three kids. One of them is single and lives with her flatmate, so she'd have tested it on them. Uh, I'd have got one of my mates who's a personal trainer. So would you say to them, put, you know, put the timer on? Oh, so I, they get they get a whole... Well, I'm a Virgo and I'm an ex-head girl, so I've got a proper checklist oh my that they had to go through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they hate me. No, they love it. So the first thing would have been... Did it take you 30 minutes? Fine. So they have to write Check. their comment. Yep. Check. Um, were, the re were the ingredients easy to get? Check. Um, was the method simple um, and straightforward? Did you have any queries at all about the steps? Check. Then it's, was it delicious? And if they don't yeah. say absolutely delicious, it didn't go in. And then I put, would you make it again? That's and if a so really unless good, it good went question. yeah unless it went through yeah. all of those stages it didn't make it into the book fantastic so I'm thorough mm. but I I sort of really crowdsource it as well so, and again when you said where mm. do you come up with the recipes so going back I said comfort foods takeaways childhood favorites so I mm -hmm. love to ask people you know mm. what was your favorite thing growing up and then I also when I'm watching TV or I I walk past a restaurant or I go to someone else's um house i'm like what is it what is the food that people choose to make what are the food that brings people together because more often than not it's the same wherever you know what are the best italian dishes the best mexican dishes the best um thai japanese like my chicken katsu curry um is a real favorite at how the do moment. you make that oh so it's you, you pound the chicken what do you mean pound it pound it so you just bash it with get it into a sort of an escalop Type, you the know, whole chicken. The whole oh no, sorry, sorry, chicken breast. Oh, right. <laughs> Visions of you like steamrollering a chicken. That would be. I'd be have to be very strong. Um, yeah, okay, no, so chicken, a chicken breast. breast sorry, okay. and and I and I I sort of pummel it into escalops. So you can get your butcher to do it. For I you. just bash mine with a rolling pin. You do it in, with in a rolling pin exactly. Sheets of grease yeah, exactly. Paper. Bang, yeah. bang, bang. Get a workout too, um, and then you create um, a crust with ground almonds. Mm, you nice. could also, if you didn't want to go down the chicken katsu route, you could put parmesan, make an Italian style. Parmigiano, mm. uh, but if you went down the katsu way, I mix in yeah the ground almonds, maybe some leftover coconut, some desiccated, mm. desiccated coconut, nice. uh, and then I make a curry sauce, and then I go and bake that. Then right. while that's happening, I make a curry sauce with you can use garam masala or curry powder, and you simmer onions, garlic, and a carrot. The carrot gives it colour, it gives the sauce heartiness, and it gives it sweetness as well. I love that that you're getting natural colouring from the carrot yeah. and the carrot, and then you can serve it with rice if you want to quinoa if you want to you can make mm. some chickpea wraps if you want to you can roast up some lovely sticky aubergine and cover it in miso if you want oh to. my goodness you're gonna to have to stop talking about this yeah this is i mean just making me way too but, hungry but then i've gone into all the british favorites i was like i'm not really a sweet toother but um you know you've got to have some sort of cake in there so i've managed to do a, a celebration cake like a victoria sponge type cake in 30 minutes in 30 minutes yeah, that was a struggle 
I kind that of say in this challenge. one, it's slightly over 30 minutes, but I'm like, allow me one recipe. <laughs> Only enough. because the um, the sponge, is, sponge has to cool before yes. you put the cream on it. Ah, okay. So you could eat you it could. straight away, yeah. but if you want it to have not, your cream um, not get too melty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Easter, I've got all the Easter bits and bobs. And then bank holidays, like, you know, when you go round to your friend's house or they come round to yours, you know what you're putting on the barbecue, your sausages, your mm. chops, your chicken. How can you get some vegetables in it? Both yeah. for the vegetarians sure. and so you, your, your family eating veg. So, so what's the answer? I've got this gorgeous watermelon salad with griddled avocado on top and an Griddled olive... avocado? I've yeah. never griddled okay, an so avocado. Do you know that? Let's... Can you make that one for me? See what you <laughs> I think. I will. Okay, you're on. And you can have that... Put that recipe on, on Liz Isle Instagram. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I will do that. And it's got an olive tapenade dressing, which is oh, so yum. delicious. So watermelon, griddled avocado and olive tapenade. I'd call, I'd make something like, I call it my freestyle quinoa salad, or you can use rice if you like, which is going through your cupboards and seeing what nuts have you got left mm-hmm. over and seeds? What dried fruit have you got left over? What herbs need using up? Um, what bits and bobs can you gather together, put through the quinoa with loads of lemon juice and good olive oil? And it's that's why I call it a freestyle quinoa salad. Nice. Because I'm a big fan. I know you're the same. We're so alike, really, you and I. Because <laughs> it, it's all sensible, isn't it? It's yes. sensible, but without being too goody about it yeah Sensible, being balanced but yeah. but but put it injecting some fun, fun. Totally. exactly same word same so time it's, it's yeah jinx <laughs> it's about going right what can i use up in my cupboards first before i go and buy something new but then what yeah. can i add in for color and freshness um that make it fun and make me want to come back to it and make me feel proud to serve it and also look good on instagram <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And also, coming back to doing some good here, it's about avoiding waste. And yes. I know that is one of your passions as well, isn't yep. it? Being an yep. ambassador for anti-food waste. Yep. Was that part of your thinking with the book as well? Exactly. And that's going right back to mum again with her using it up, first of all. And, you know, army dad, you didn't waste a thing. Everything had its place and purpose. 
and it's satisfying to not waste who who likes taking the bins out it's my much worst. better not have to do that so mm. then you reduce taking the bins out you um save money you so feel a little bit smug yeah. in a good way in a in, not in a nasty way in a smug you feel really good when you don't waste um and the environment the world needs it we need to be wasting less um so throughout my book i've got tips almost for every recipe yeah, how, how, how do we do that generally you know if we're thinking this all sounds very well but how do we put that into practice okay, so to waste less two things i would say if you take two main things at the end of every week say to yourself open up your fridge and you can even do this halfway through the week and say is it possible that i could make one a frittata from this or a frittata a being, frittata being a, a sort of a set omelette, like a Spanish omelette. Would you use potatoes with that? Do you, use, you can use, use anything. anything. Okay. So, for example, a Sunday roast, a Monday is a great day to make a frittata because you could have your leftover potato or any of your leftover roots, your beetroots, your celeriac, your sweet potato. You can put in any leftover herbs. So you might have bought some rosemary for some lamb or you might have bought some thyme for some chicken. They can all go in. You're bound to have eggs. Always great to have eggs on hand. Mm. Um... And if you've got anything like a courgette or a carrot, you can grate it straight in fresh. And there's always cheese knocking about. Tiny bit of little, little knob of cheese somewhere at the back of, of the cheese, fridge. That exactly, needs using putting that up. in. Mm. And then you pour it into a pan, you turn the grill on, you let the bottom set, and then you put it under the grill. And you know when it's done by prodding it, because it will be nice and bouncy and just set. You tip it onto a board and you can just slice it into wedges. Now, they would make a great breakfast. Mm. They make a great snack. They can make a fantastic lunch. Yeah. Um, so you can even set them into muffin tins. So then you've got a little frittata to, gr- frittata to go. Frittata muffins. Muffin. Love that idea. So I say to myself, can I make a frittata from it? Or can I make a soup from it? And if it's a soup, it will just be absolutely everything blended up. And the great thing about a soup is you don't need a recipe. So you just blitz it, you taste it for seasoning. And then how do you make it fun? You toast seeds and nuts and put them on top. Mm. You swirl some yogurt through it. Maybe you've got a bit of leftover cream because maybe you had a delicious pud on Sunday. So I, I just say to myself, how can I make a frittata? Or, no, sorry, can I make a frittata? Mm-hmm. The answer is always yes, by yes. the way. It's, not, it's a rhetorical question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I make a frittata or can I make a soup? So in the summer, I'm le- leaning more towards a frittata because I yeah. have less soups. But then again... You know, you can make a gorgeous gazpacho. Have you got leftover tomatoes and avocado and basil or mint? You can make a glorious gazpacho. I mean, it feels like Very good when your tomatoes are going a bit soft. Exactly. So they're not quite good enough to make a a nice salad. Perfect. But you could still stew them up into a gazpacho. Cucumber too. Gazpacho is great for cucumber, tomatoes, avocado, any herbs, lettuce. Mm. And also what I do, and I'm sure you do as well, whenever I'm cooking vegetables, I try and use not very much water to cook them in. But even if you steam them, you still get a lot of the nutrients that, and the colour that go into the water. Is yes. never tip it down the sink. No. That's always the base. And I will always have a jug of fairly kind of grim-looking water lurking in Isn't my fridge. And my children say, what is that? And I say, it's vegetable stock. You know, that is the basic that we're going to put all these lovely things in to make a, yep. a soup, a nutritious soup. Just so naturally soup, exactly. full of vitamins that would otherwise be tipped down the sink. Yeah, yeah. And so too. you can put it into your soups. You can put it into you're making a bolognese, um, you're sure. making your gravy, yeah. any anything. And actually, once you start having these little like they're secret weapons in the fridge, aren't they? Mm. Once you start having them, you won't be able to believe you live without them. And my boyfriend, when I met him, and we've been together about four years now. He, he was a DJ when I met him and had been DJing his whole entire life. The anti-social hours. Anti-social hours. So he'd yeah. come home at 3.30 every morning and go to the chicken shop. 
And so, you know, in the early first flushes of romance, you know, I would wait for him at his house and I'd wake <laughs> up and he'd come home eating his chicken. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to start making him some food. So I would... I would knock him up something really, really quick at 3.30 in the morning and we'd eat it together. And, you know, obviously after a while I just slept I was going to say, do you, do you still stay <laughs> up awaiting well, that, with a platter no. of amazing food? Or is it like, I it's mean, in the fridge, that's honey, what we all do. note on the side. That's what we do in the wooing <laughs> stages. No, thankfully he doesn't DJ anymore. But he would buy all these things, right? So he would, I would open up his fridge and there wouldn't really be anything to make a meal out of. It was lots of little bits and bobs. Mm, yeah. And of course, because once he'd sort of made one thing from them, you know, he would then throw it all away. Um, he'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. So I'll throw it away. And then he'd buy the next lot or he wouldn't throw it away. And then he would just have pots and pots of four different types of hummus with varying dates and wraps and lettuce going off. And it would drive me nuts because yeah. I'd be like, the money you're wasting and the time you're spending going to the shops and buying the same basket every time. Mm. So I used to try and rework what was in there and I would probably make a frittata out of things or I would start turning things into dips or I would I would just start to... I, I was about to say they use the word control. Yeah. No, <laughs> not control, but, no, but just tweak. Um, yes, tweak. tweak, inform, inspire. Inform, inspire, um, educate. Yes. <laughs> tweak, tweak, tweak. And at first he was like, mm-hmm. he was like, no, he was like, I don't want to have to always think. He was like, I'm tired. I don't want to always have to think about how I could do better and how I could just not waste it. And I get that. I totally get it. I, I think I've got a lucky ride because I was brought up like that. So it's ingrained yes. within me. Yeah. And probably your kids now have got those great well, tips and habits. Yes, Lily's We'll smiling. ask them. <laughs> but I think, but I, I think it is habit, isn't it? And they mm. say that if, if you start to repeat things often enough, it doesn't actually take that long. I think yeah. it's within 30 days. Things just become instinctive to you. They become a habit and it's a healthy habit yeah. to get into. So now my boyfriend, rather than pushing against it at the beginning, he's... You know, he'll, if I'm away or I'm home late, he will text me or WhatsApp me a picture and be like, look what I just made out of the look fridge. Look what I made in this frittata. he absolutely <laughs> loves it. Yeah, he's like, I've made a frittata or, you know, I've got a recipe called, it's called like Chinese egg fried quinoa with spicy sesame oil. And it's my leftover quinoa, or you can use rice, and it's anything left over in the fridge that's vegetable or peas and sweet corn and bits from the freezer. And mm. I make like an egg fried rice with it. And it takes 15 minutes and it tastes like a takeaway and it uses everything up. So, yeah, you just need those little recipes up your sleeve. Um, and then you can save that money. You can go out and mm. have, I always say, then you can go out and have dinner and, and not pick the house wine. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, house wine, I'm sure in most places is really good. But you then, you You've don't have to look at the bill. To, you, to do you know what I mean? You know when you go out for a dinner things. and you're mm. looking at the price? Well, what's quite nice is if you save lots of money during the week, you know, it's just quite nice to feel a bit more relaxed when you do go out to mm. eat. Because I still have that same mentality, which is why go out to eat when you can you know cook at home and it's cheaper that my, that's drilled into me from my mum but I love knowing I'm like oh I've done I've not spent that much this yeah. week I can go out and enjoy myself have but an not extra only cocktail. cheaper but better and better. more delicious yeah. which is what you're showing us yeah Melissa it's a real pleasure thank you so much have we talked our way through here. it now we have just about oh, we could talk fantastic. forever I do hope you'll come back I will such a positive note to end on but it is time to say goodbye thank you everyone thanks Liz a huge thanks Melissa for being with us and I hope you'll be tuning in to the next episode of Wellness with Lizelle don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to receive the next episode and if you wouldn't mind leaving me a quick star rating review I would be ever so grateful now as always you'll find the podcast notes from today's show free to download over 
over on lizellwellbeing.com. We'll put all the information and the links that Melissa and I have chatted about in this episode here, and I'm going to try and squeeze in a few recipes as well. So until the next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Go very well. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.